Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I have a episode on nutrition, actually supplements this week, and it's something I haven't done in a, a while and also something that I'm kind of missing. So last week I talked a little bit about how I would be doing this episode after my conversation with Kara, we had talked about how important it is to be moving your body, nourishing your body, taking your supplements when it comes to our spiritual awakening. But I also want to talk about what has been going on with me from a health perspective after having gone through trauma. And some conversations I've been having with friends lately, some like realizations that I've been having when it comes to my health. And, you know, if you've listened to some of my early on episodes, you know how important nutrition was and is to me when it, and it really, I mean, I believe nutrition and movement was what cleared the space for me to have that awakening. And without going too much into detail about my health journey, which you can find on other podcast episodes, I know that when I started to clean up my diet was when I started to have awareness of not just self, right? I think that's, that, that's the biggest part. I, and the most important part, I believe of a spiritual awakening. And that the part that many of us really need is that awareness that we are not the center of the universe, right? And I, 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 up until I had that spiritual awakening, my life was very much so me-focused. And let's be real, I'm human. There are still times when I am still all about me, the Shelby show. But I believe nutrition laid the foundation for that. And so fast forward to today, I want to talk to you about some supplements that I believe are really important that I take and why I believe they're so important and why after the past maybe, you know, six, nine months of not being on my health regimen, what I've noticed about my health, especially under a stressful period of time. So a few weeks ago, I feel like this story is so pertinent to what I'm going to talk about today. A few weeks ago, I started to feel extremely tired. And let's be real, I was eating like three bags of Sour Patch Kids a week and I didn't give a fuck about moving my body. And 
all the things because I was using it to kind of cope, kind of numb out. Like I was, you know, as I've been healing from this trauma experience, it's been a lot of ups and downs. I'm just going to be real with you guys. And I know I've shared some of these bits and pieces with you, but it's been a lot of ups and downs and moments where I feel clear and ready to go and energized. And then the next day I feel like I want to eat a bag of Sour Patch Kids and not do anything. And while I feel I'm on the up and up, when I realized I was so exhausted, I didn't really know what the root cause of it was. I kind of chalked it up to stress. And a few weeks later, I noticed that my tongue was kind of pale. And then when I got to Washington, I was on the plane. It was actually a week before I think I left for Washington. I started to have these like shooting pains in my hands. And my grandma has arthritis. She has a lot of, and in that side of the family, we have a lot of autoimmune conditions. And I know that I carry the autoimmune markers. So at that point in time, I was like, wow, am I already getting arthritis at 28? You know, it was just something that I hadn't put the pieces of the puzzle together. And then it wasn't till about a week ago, I was sitting in the hospital with a friend helping her out. And I was, I just felt like I laid in this hospital room all day and I left and I was like, I just feel like I ran a marathon. Like my legs were so tired. My body was fatigued and exhausted. And I was like, how is this possible? I didn't do anything. And I got home that night and I sat in bed and all of a sudden, like the light bulb clicked. I was like, pale tongue, shooting pains in my hands and this exhaustion. I have a fucking B12 deficiency. You guys, and that's, this is extreme. Like that level of B12 deficiency for you to have shooting pains in your hands is extreme. And I'm a dietitian and I know the science, right? And don't get me wrong. I was not paying attention the past few months because of everything that's been going on. But I'm sitting here and I'm thinking how many people are walking around with nutrient deficiencies? How many people are chalking their symptoms that maybe get misdiagnosed to things like arthritis like I did or depression or anxiety. And, and I want to be very clear because I think I haven't been as sensitive to the reality of anxiety and depression on previous episodes. And I just want to be transparent with all of you that anxiety and depression are very real. And if you're struggling medication is something that absolutely should be explored therapy whatever you need to feel better and there may be some nutrient deficiencies that exacerbate and make these feelings worse and so i'm sitting here thinking oh my god how many people go undiagnosed and then i had a flashback of like three four years ago when i started my health journey sitting in a doctor's office with clear symptoms of zinc deficiency, mean the dietitian not really realizing what was going on at that point in time because it just it wasn't something that was on the forefront of my mind. I thought that I was like losing my brains, right? And there was a lot of things that led into that, but I had a doctor prescribe me Adderall for 
something that was cleared up with a gut reset and zinc deficiency. And so the episode I want to share with you today is not if you're all the way on the side of bogged down with a lot of health conditions, because I believe you should talk to a healthcare provider, maybe see a functional medicine provider, integrative medicine provider. But today is just talking about what can we do to lay the foundations for health, for long-term energy and vitality and feeling good. And some of the things that I'm going to share with you today are things that I have implemented and not always all at the same time, but many of them are things that I take consistently to help me maintain health and I want to share them with you. And why I want to share this episode in addition to the importance of realizing that magnesium deficiencies, this is (laughs) that vitamin and nutrient and mineral deficiencies are so common, magnesium being one of them that is very common. But I want each of you to understand that not only are supplements helpful and important, but the quality and the type are also very important. And so one thing I didn't realize up until a few years ago when I went through my dietetic training was that many supplements out there on the market are not regulated and I don't know what the percentages are anymore, but it's a high percentage that you buy from the grocery store or the, you know, supplement stores don't actually have what they say they have in them. And one thing that I'm like, (laughs) I actually get a little frustrated with is how many people go to the grocery store and buy probiotics off the shelf or even sometimes in the refrigerator, because you don't actually know if these probiotics are living alive organisms and what good do they do your gut if they're not alive and so what I want to share with you today are some some resources of how to know if your supplement is high quality and open the opportunity for you to get access to pharmaceutical grade supplements myself as a dietitian have has I have access to these it's something that you have to have a provider to get access to and I want to share them with you because A lot of people end up having to go through a functional medicine provider or their chiropractor to get access to these, and they're they're what I use, so I'm just going to share them with you guys. So again, a lot of the supplements out there at the grocery stores don't have what they say they have in them, and they're also not tested for absorbency. And this is something that was that I find really interesting is that a lot of like, if you look at your multivitamin, a lot of times they'll just put folic acid in there and that's not even something that's absorbed by everyone. So knowing when, so also understanding that a lot of the pharmaceutical grade supplements companies are going to have nutrients that they've tested. So they're a little bit more bioavailable, not all across the board, but most of them. Um, And some of these companies are also going to have, let me take that back. I think all pharmaceutical grade Supplements companies have to have third-party testing, and third-party testing is something that essentially the supplements company pays to have their products tested to make sure that they're the highest grade, the highest quality, and that they have what they say they have in them. Um, I don't know about other ones. I'm going to give you guys some examples of supplements companies that I know are in integrity, but... Another thing to look for when you're buying supplements is if you're buying things like probiotics that they actually ship to you 
with a cold pack. So at least, you know, even if the, by the end, if it's in the middle of summer, it's getting a little warm, they aren't sitting in the high heat temperatures the entire time and they're shipping them with cold environments so that when they get to, they're not essentially fried by the, by the shipping and the heat. Um, so some companies that you can look for are things like Orthomolecular, um, Metagenics, Zymogen, and then the company that I use is called Nutridyne. They used to have both Nutridyne products and Metagenics. They're moving more towards just their own line. I think they had some integrity issues with Metagenics and they just wanted to kind of branch off on their own. They're a Midwest-based company, which is where I'm from, and I worked with them to help myself heal my gut. And so it's just the product that I've worked with and I like know and trust. But any of those companies will likely have high-quality products and that I believe I've heard really good things from a, a variety of providers on. So that being said, the products tend to be slightly more of an investment because of their quality. And that's just one thing that it's like, I don't know, I think I'd rather pay for something that I know I'm getting what I'm paying for rather than something crap. Especially for me, I'm like, sometimes I'll buy a multivitamin off Amazon just because I will, but most of the time things like probiotics and omega-3 fatty acids I'm going to buy from a company that is third-party tested because I don't want to be taking something that is rancid or is bad or I'm not actually getting what they say I'm getting in it. So let's talk about what I think is important for supplementing and what I believe based on my training, based on my understanding of functional medicine, nutrition, all the things, my own personal experience, what I think is important for supplementation. There are five that are most recommended across the board, um, and those would be a multivitamin because let's be real, many of us are walking around with nutrient deficiencies. I think it's somewhere of like 70 to 90% of people have a magnesium deficiency. And that, you guys, oh my gosh, that alone can create anxiety, depression, restless leg syndrome, migraines, um, chronic pain, chronic fatigue. And when we talk about vitamins, min minerals, you guys, why they're so important is something like magnesium or something like B12, there are billions upon billions of reactions happening in your body all the time. And if you're missing that one nutrient, in a chemical reaction in your body, a reaction that needs to occur to maybe produce energy or uh, some, some other sort of product your body needs to function. If you don't have that, your body can't actually run optimally. And that's why something like B12 is so important because B12 is a nutrient that's necessary in the energy production cycles in our body. And if we don't get that, then our cells don't get fed energy all because we're missing or lacking or inadequate in one of these vitamins or minerals. And the tricky part about vitamins and minerals that I think is hard is that a lot of times you'll go to the provider and because people don't understand their labs, they'll say, yeah, but my magnesium came back at my, like, you know, my primary care visit. Doesn't that mean that <laughs> I'm good? I'm in the clear. And the thing is your body tightly regulates your both your intracellular and extracellular magnesium, and this isn't always the case with every nutrient that you get a lab draw on. Something like vitamin D is pretty accurate of like if you come back with a low vitamin D, 
that's going to be pretty accurate. But something like magnesium, your body is tightly regulating the amount of that in your bloodstream and in your red blood cells because if they aren't, if that isn't tightly regulated, it can create, I think about magnesium, potassium, those types of things are often like muscle contractions are part of. So you think about your heart really needs the right amount to be in your bloodstream so that you're not going all out of whack, right? Having heart arrhythmias. You've heard of probably refeeding syndrome when people got back from the Holocaust and ate for the first time in months and started to die because they were for the first time having a different level of potassium in their diet than they had previously, and so people would die. So these minerals are really tightly regulated. And, and why I'm bringing that up all up is because a lot of people go to the, their providers and get these lab draws and look at their potassium, look at their magnesium and say, oh, I'm good. When in the reality is those levels can be normal, but you can still have an inadequate intake. And a lot of those levels and lab markers are set at a like minimum, right? So I, I use vitamin D for an example of this a lot is that you'll go to the provider and they'll say, well, you have a vitamin D level of 30. It's in the normal range, 30 to 100 is within the normal range. Range that may vary depending on where you are or what provider is taking your labs. But in general, that's kind of like your, your ideal range. Well, 30 is, is adequate or you're at the bottom min minimum, but is that actually optimal for your body's function? No, they're showing studies show that 50 to 80 is. And most of the people who are getting drawn are well below that 50 marker, but they may be in the normal range. And so if you don't understand these labs, you may look at that and say, oh, I'm good. When in reality, that inadequacy in your individual body may be having some sort of negative impact. Maybe, you know, thinking about vitamin D, bone demineralization, you may have some sort of low mood, low um, energy, feeling a little bit on the depressed side. So hormonal imbalance, there's so much that can happen, right? And we just don't see it when we get that basic lap drop. And that's why I think having some sort of multivitamin is really important because there's just so many things that we have in our body that are, that are tightly regulated and that we need to feel our our best that without we we don't run as well and let me tell you guys i started taking b12 and a multivitamin like a week after i three days after i was already feeling better energy and less fatigue after just three days of taking a multivitamin and b12 so here's another recommendation i have when you add something into your diet or into your supplement regimen maybe pay attention and just add one thing in at a time. Like if you get all the supplements I'm going to recommend from this podcast, like let's just say you go buy all five, maybe start with one a week and say, how do I feel with this? Assess it. And what I will say, disclaimer, is anytime you add a supplement into your regimen, always talk with your healthcare provider, especially if you're on other medications. I would never want to recommend something without you speaking to a healthcare provider first, but this is just, you know, what I do <laughs> based on my personal health and my goals. So essential multivitamin recommended. Um, did I have anything else to say on that? I don't think so. So another thing I recommend separate from a multivitamin is vitamin D. And that is because 
most people are well below that optimal range of 50 to 80, especially if you live in places like the upper, um, the northern part of the hemisphere, like way up north, you know, Minnesota. We live in the northern part of the hemisphere, but like way above the equator. So if you're living in Minnesota or Canada, <laughs> you're way up there. And even though you're maybe getting out in the sun in the spring and the fall, the sun is an optimal for vitamin D production. So sun helps you produce vitamin D in your body. But if your sun isn't optimal more than two months out of the year, it's really hard for you to make enough during those two months to last you throughout the whole entire year. And so what I would recommend if you go to your, you know, annual physical, get your vitamin D checked. And if you're not in that 50 to 80 range, make sure you're adding vitamin D in. If your provider says, no, you don't need to take vitamin D and you're at that 30 level, maybe have a conversation with him about it. I would recommend getting yourself up into the 50, 80 range for optimal health. Again, a lot of those lab values are set at the bare minimum. Everybody is different. Pay attention to how you feel after you start taking these things. Um, not everything you're going to feel, feel a lot different, but you may notice some subtle shifts. So pay attention to those subtle shifts when you add something in. It may be not as drastic as me going from like falling asleep because I'm so exhausted from a B12 deficiency to like fully energized three days later, but you will notice subtle shifts maybe in bowel movements your sleep patterns all these different types of things um one other side note is something that i will take on and off it's not something i take consistent consistently is magnesium and the reason for that is that our food system is highly depleted there's not you know you eat something like leafy green spinach 20 years ago it's a different amount of magnesium in it than it is today because of our soil depletion and so you may be eating high magnesium foods, but not getting the optimal amount. And especially if you're, again, those things I mentioned earlier, things like anxiety, chronic pain, restless leg syndrome, you know, inability to fall asleep when you go to bed. There's a lot of different things that magnesium can help with. And if you're struggling with anything like that, adding magnesium in, magnesium glycinate specifically is gonna be really helpful. It's better absorbed than any other type of magnesium. Um, if you're struggling with constipation, magnesium oxide or calcium, I'm not sure what the other magnesium is off the top of my head, but those will help with bowel movements as well. So magnesium. Just cover that one real quick. I think I've talked about that in other episodes. So the last three things I'm going to talk about are omega-3s. So let's start with omega-3s. So you guys, <laughs> let's be real. Most people in the United States are eating one omega-3 fatty acid to six or two 20 omega-6 fatty acids. So what are omega-3 fatty acids? They're going to be these oils that you find in things like salmon or flax seeds, chia seeds. Sometimes leafy greens have a little bit of omega-3 fatty acids. Um, Pasture-raised eggs have a little bit. Pasture grass-fed beef has a little bit of these omega-3s in it because the, the cows can convert those the grass actually into omega-3s, but corn-fed will not have omega-3s. Um, corn-fed cows will not have omega-3 fatty acids in them. Um, yeah, so fatty fish like salmon, herring, mackerel, um, I'm blanking on the rest, but okay. How often do we need omega-3s in our diet? 
once every three days of an animal source, I would say, is optimal. And why is that? Because every 72 hours, <laughs> excuse me, our cells turn over the lipid layer. So there's a fat layer around every one of our cells and every 72 hours, that layer turns over and we actually cycle through these omega-3 fatty acids. So if we're not taking in a source of omega-3s every 72 hours, we're not really optimizing our health, right? You may have adequate intake or you might need meet the recommended dietary intake, but for optimal health, what my goal is, is to do the best I can, right? And so if you're not consuming fish at least once a week, adding in some flax seeds, chia seeds, you know, once a day, you're probably not. And sometimes other nuts have, or walnuts specifically actually have a little bit higher omega-3 fatty content. But if you're not consuming these regularly, which let's be real, I take omega-3 fatty acids consistently because your girl does not consume fatty fish more than once a month. I don't love fish. If you don't eat fish, I really recommend taking an omega-3 fatty acid unless you're taking in a lot, a lot of fatty fish. So why these are important. Omega-3s help your body decrease inflammation, you guys. We know with everything going on in the world, we've heard a lot about inflammation. If you haven't heard about inflammation, chronic inflammatory conditions <clears throat> and chronic inflammation have been associated with almost every chronic health condition. Plus, chronic inflammation in your body also actually reduces your body's immune system. With everything going on in the world, I think what we can do is help protect ourselves from a health perspective so that if we come into contact with something, our body is better able to handle it because it's not already in this chronic inflammatory state. Now, omega-6 fatty acids, which I mentioned earlier, are in processed foods, a lot of salad dressings and things we think are maybe healthy actually have omega-6 fatty acids in them as well. You can go Google them, find out what all of them are. I'm not going to go through omega-6s today, but what happens is when that ratio is out of balance, it also pushes our bodies into that pro-inflammatory state because we're taking in so many more of those omega-6 fats and not enough of the omega-3. It throws off our body's balance. So taking those omega-3s helps us regulate into a more like balanced state without so much inflammation. So that's my spiel on omega-3s. And then the other two things that I have taken pretty consistently um, on and off, sometimes I'll skip my probiotic a month or two, but a daily probiotic helps maintain healthy gut bacteria if you have questions on the gut health, I believe I have a whole episode on this. And if I don't, let me know if you want me to talk about gut health in depth. It's something that I created a course on um, because many of you know from my health journey is that I had really bad brain fog. I was slurring my speech. I had really bad IBS. And while <laughs> I'm still gassy from time to time from certain foods... I am no longer like, you guys, I would take pre-workout at the gym and I would literally like sit on the toilet at the gym instead of working out because that's how bad my IBS is. But I do not have that anymore. Like I'm once a day, regular, normal bowel movements, nothing like abnormal 
I don't have this internal di- like gas all the time, which was so embarrassing. I remember sitting in staff meetings being like super embarrassed. Anyways, I healed my gut through a whole gut reset. And so why I bring that up is that one, if you're really struggling with gut health, reach out to me. I'm happy to connect you with my gut reset. I still have this available. Um, and I'll actually link it to the show the in the show notes as well i just moved it to a different platform a different host but if you're really struggling with gut issues and you have brain fog and you have you know maybe um autoimmune conditions it may be a good idea before adding in a probiotic to do a full gut reset or if you've tried high quality probiotics before and you're like i really don't notice a gut a difference in my gut my bowel movements my the other things i have going on I'm really mal. I'm pretty sure I'm malabsorbing pretty bad. Then it might be a good idea to go through that full gut reset first. So I'll repeat this: it's a good idea to try out probiotics, add them in. But if you have such, and why this is important, if you have such a overgrowth of unhealthy bacteria in your gut, you think about overcrowding. Like if you're at a party and there's 50 people in the room and that's capacity and you try to shove 20 more people in, they're not going to fit, right? Same thing with our gut. If you're overcrowded with unhealthy bacteria that are causing gas and malabsorption and leaky gut and all these other conditions, we have to get rid of them first before you add the good stuff in. This is why people will say they go on like an antibiotic and they lose all this weight and they're like, go back to their healthy diet and they're able to maintain it because sometimes they wipe out the unhealthy bacteria that were living in their gut. This isn't like a common thing. I'm not saying go take a antibiotic because obviously chronic antibiotic use can swing the other way, but there is, there is a method to this madness. And this is something I walk you through in the gut reset is clearing out the bad pathogens first before we go and add those probiotics and prebiotics in to feed the healthy bacteria in the gut. So yes, I recommend probiotics, but if your gut is in real bad shape or you're pretty sure you have leaky gut or a bunch of like food allergies, it may be a good idea to do a gut reset first. The last thing that I love taking is um, a fruits and greens powder because I'm a child and I love drinking things like juice and Kool-Aid and this is something that just tastes good and also gets me like a bunch of greens in. So obviously we know that antioxidants are also something that are protective in the body. When we don't have those antioxidants, we're not taking in the phytonutrients and all the colors in the rainbow. We know that they are connected. Every antioxidant was connected with certain health conditions, promoting optimal health, preventing certain health conditions. So I just recommend if you're not taking in that seven, I think the recommendation from like Functional Medicine Institute is like nine to 13 servings of vegetables and fruits a day, meaning more towards the vegetable side. If you're not getting that, it may be a good idea to take some sort of greens powder to make sure you're getting the phytonutrients that you need. If you're hooked on things like sugary beverages, it's another way to, to just get more water in, in a fun way, because I think it tastes good. And yeah. So I wanted to share this with you guys because it's what I do. It's what I recommend. Um, again, it's just, I've struggled with health stuff before. And I think too, like 
I was listening to a podcast episode with um, Mark Hyman and one of his colleagues a few few weeks ago, and his colleagues was like, yeah, I was a medical student, and I had gone through dietetics practice, and they had told me that, like, you know, vitamins are just expensive urine, which is what I learned, too, in dietetics school, is that, like, they're not really necessary, just creates expensive urine, because you pee out what you don't need, and I was like, okay, so I won't, I don't need to take a multivitamin, and she's like, yeah, and then I started taking one in med school, because... (laughs) funny statistics they shared on this episode that 72% of providers, only 72% of providers will recommend a multivitamin while like 80% of them take it. It was something like that. I'm not sure the exact statistics, but it was like, basically they're recommending that you don't need one. Some of the providers are, but more providers take them then recommend them to their patients. And so this provider, she was like, yeah, I didn't take a multivitamin until I was in med school. And when I took it, I was like, wow, I have so much more energy. And it, it, it makes sense, right? So with all these things, I recommend them because they've helped me. I've struggled without the supplements. I've done so many different things. And for me, like, hands down, this feels in the highest level of integrity than a lot of other supplements companies out there. And that's actually one reason I, um, I still take Shakeology. I love Shakeology. You guys know I was a Beachbody coach before. But it was one reason that I started to feel at the end a little bit out of integrity because they aren't third-party tested and I'm a freak about what I put in my body. And it, I think it's just smart for companies to do this so that they're, we know that they're in integrity. It costs a lot of money for them to do this, but at least we know then the products that we're buying are what they say they are. So that is my spiel on supplements. Um, And I'm curious what you guys' opinions are on these. Again, with every episode I, I release, tune in, trust your intuition, know what's right for you and what's not. Maybe there's something that really calls to you out of these and you're like, I don't know why, but I feel like I need to try that. Trust what your intuition is telling you and question everything, right? These are my opinions based on the scientific literature that I've read, based on the conferences I've attended and based on my own personal health experience. So like with anything else, make sure you do your own research, make sure you tune into what your body is telling you you need, pay attention to what your body is telling you and Let me know if there's any way that I can support you. Also, if you guys like these episodes on health, nutrition, supplements, gut health, all the things, let me know. Something that I've been craving getting a little bit more in my life. I've been doing some fun things, um, you know, that I will be sharing with you as far as health stuff goes down the road. But yeah, let me know how you liked it. And if you have not already, please do rate and review the show, you guys. It is how I get this message out there I don't know if you guys know this, but the more reviews you get, essentially, the more people see your podcast when you log into the platform. So if you have not, rating and reviewing really does help me get this message out to more people. And I appreciate it. I love you guys so much. I hope you're staying safe during this crazy, crazy time. And have a good rest of your day.